Hey everybody, thank you for joining me again on the Host Speaks podcast on the Shield of Hope channel. We have a lot of cool stuff again coming out. If you guys didn't check it out, we have our first Back to the Movie episode up. Episode two, we're still in works talking to different theaters around the area um, and get the behind the scenes tour. But if you want to check out the behind the scenes of the Berwick Theater and how it's ran and some of the history, go check out, go check out episode one of Back to the Movies. Um, that, that was a blast to film, a lot of cool stuff and features that we learned and you got to watch me fumble around with the sign. Um, a little bit nervous. It was not easy to hang the sign for the bottom, but again, if you get the chance to go watch that, go watch it. It's cool. It should be the last video uploaded. So thank you guys again for joining me. Today we're joined by two very special guests, Monica Ortiz and Tyler Peachy. Guys, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> How'd you guys really get into acting? So I think the first acting experience I had was when I was like six or seven I never, I didn't want to be an actor. I was a competitive golfer most of my life. I competed for 10 years, but I did a short film that my cousin who was studying in San Francisco, um, the Academy of Arts, she needed like a young girl to play a little demon. Um, and so that was me. She's like my cousin, that's her. Um, but how I actually got into like acting and performing uh, was I was maybe like 18 and I saw in a, um, an agency looking for a golfer to do this Nike um, golf galaxy shoot. Um, and I booked it and I got in from there. I performed at Disney and I performed at Universal, but it wasn't until like maybe three years ago, two years ago. And I was like, I want to do this full time. Um, I would help my oldest brother, who's a videographer and an editor uh, behind the camera. And then just kind of fell into it kind of accidentally, but I love it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And for me, I guess, um, I always wanted to be an athlete growing up until I got to about college and it's like, well, I kind of have to choose a career path at this point, <laughs> but I did some film classes in high school and I knew that I loved those. Um, I actually went into UCF with starting out as a mechanical engineer and I took this career planning class that you would do all, all these different tests about your personality and what your interests are. And I, I heavily leaned to the arts. And so I was like, well, I know I love film and if my parents are okay with this and are on board with it, then I, then hopefully they could support me in studying film. And that's the route that I chose. Um, and through that, I started to pursue more acting. And so I've really been trying to be an actor since like 2016. And it was only until this year that I actually was able to book something significant, like, like a TV show thing. So it takes a while to get into it, especially if you're in Florida, trying to do it in Florida. So, yeah. but yeah, we're still working at it all the time. Um, but mostly commercials. We've been doing lots of commercials. That's for sure. Do you feel like yeah. your career path was, this is for Tyler. Do you feel like your career path would have changed if you didn't have that in high school? I don't know. I, I think I truly have that mindset that everything happens for a reason. I truly believe that it would have found its way to me somehow. Um, whenever I was a little kid, my dad used to record us. <laughs> he recorded my, me and my sister, like running around, playing around on his little, uh, uh, you know, old VHS tape or whatever, um, camcorder. And I would always be like, I want to see, I want to see, I want to see. So from like the youngest age, I was just fascinated with cameras and just filming and just capturing, uh, stories and stuff. Um, I think it would have found a way to me somehow. I don't know how, and I guess we'll never know, but I think I believe that it would. Yeah. Now, see, I was, I was kind of blessed in the Berwick area. We had telecommunications and journalism. And, you know, when you go into the college aspect, like back in like, so what would have been like 10th grade is when we could take it. So there was like, we got to work with this, the switcher board, the directors, the camera, the lighting, the setup yeah. and all that from like high school. And so you had that kind of heads up on everybody else when you go into the college realm, because not everybody's high school is equal at some points. So Bloomsburg, mm -hmm. like we went there and people were just learning how to use the switcher and set up the cameras with these cameras for like the first time in like the first semester. So, which is understandable. I mean, you don't expect you know, when you go into a college right. atmosphere to have that, but like, it was just so weird being like, wow, I thought we all had like the same kind of upbringing, like the state funded the same stuff. And it's like, no, it turns out it doesn't. And it's just like kind of a lacrosse going back to athletics. I wish that I would have been able to play lacrosse in high school. I think looking back at it now, yeah. that would have been the, the best sport to possibly play. Um, right. And like I said, like I, I wanted to be a professional baseball player, too. But when people started pitching about 90 miles an hour, I was like, no, thank you. I'm <laughs> like, that's a little too fast for me. <laughs> like Monica. even in the cages, the batting cages, it's scary. Yeah. 
Monica, so take us back, which I think is really cool, that, uh, the whole tennis perspective, because that was one oh, sport wow. that I wish I would have been able to play. I dated yes. somebody that like could play at one point and she would kick my butt. So, I mean, respect to <laughs> all you guys. Um, but when it comes to like Nike and you said that you've been at Disney, you know, yeah. first of all, the first time that you ever got like a professional job acting mm -hmm. or like being an extra in, in a commercial even how, what was your excitement, your joy, your nervous, your frustration? Like, and then what was the difference between sets? Because I'm sure a Nike set was different than a Disney set. Yeah. Oh, and it was golf, but I do play tennis too. Let me um, backtrack. Let me backtrack. <laughs> I never dated anybody that played golf. I know nothing else. <laughs> but I do play tennis too. So like you read my mind, it's totally fine. Um, but it, yeah, every set is so different. It could be even theme park sets. Like we, um, but in, in Disney specifically, I, I performed at the theme parks. I was like a character performer. Um, so I did the show Fantasmic and that was a completely different, you know, element like theater acting, TV, commercial acting and TV film or whatever. They're all very different elements, but it takes out a specific type in you, um, type of acting for you to execute it well. Um, so my first booking, I was extra for Diagon Alley at Universal with my brothers. And, you know, being an extra, it, it humbles you um, <laughs> yeah. um, in, in more ways than one. But it was just fun just to see how it was. I never really understood the concept of making a commercial. Um, and then you know, finally booking my first professional job as the principal, uh, for the golf galaxy, Nike, Puma, whatever shoot. It was, it was nice, very nerve wracking though. And I learned that lying can help you get the job, but it can be a little, a little rough. Um, the, the breakdown was, which is like what they're requiring of the golfers to have like a low handicap, which is be a very good player. When I was really young, I was very skilled. Um, and so my golf swing looks pretty, pretty decent. Uh, but I was not like a, a scratch golfer, you know, like eight, you know, playing very well. But I said that in the audition, I was like, absolutely. And so when I got there the day of, I just thought I was going to take pictures, you know, they were like, no, we want you guys to play a round of nine, nine holes. Um, and I was like, frick. And the three other golfers were like, two of them were just off of the tour. And one of them is like it, like an LPGA, they were all professionals basically. And I was like 18 and I, I was like, it's been a while since I played, but uh, we'll see. So yeah, the first shot, I literally almost hit the videographer, but <laughs> after that we were fine. Um, and it was, it was golden there after that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe, that. maybe they wanted that shot of the ball coming at the camera. Yeah. I, you know, it was perfect. They didn't have to do a green screen. It was just right there. Totally. Totally. Sorry, yeah, it was, like, choice, yeah, yeah. it was like 3d for the director. Um, <laughs> Funny enough. I was going that. to ask you though, because when you mentioned Diagon Alley, I was like, did you lie about like, did you have to pretend that you knew about Harry Potter? Oh, for that one was, I mean, extra work in general, you don't have to have like, there's not really an a lot of times. Process. Most of the times with the extra work, it's usually just based off of your look. Yeah. Um, sometimes if they want to, they want to know, like, if you're going to be a jogger, then they want to know if you have jogging experience or something most like that. Time, if you're doing yeah. an activity, but most of the time it's just yeah. like, just, do you just have in the background. a face? Yeah. Do you have a face? <laughs> do you have a nose? Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, for that, I didn't watch Harry Potter at the time. So I was like literally seeing diagonally for like the, it wasn't even open yet. So it was like maybe a week before and I didn't know anything about Harry Potter, but after the two days that we were filming, I was like, Oh my gosh, I should probably watch this. And I was obsessed after that. So mm -hmm. yeah, that if made I, me watch the movies. <laughs> if I've learned anything about the Harry Potter fans in the past, they make sure you know what you're talking about because like, Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. They, oh, yeah. they're called Potterheads Our for a reason. <laughs> totally yeah that's right yeah we've sure. plenty of potterheads yeah if we haven't turned into our own yeah. already we're like fakers though we don't know everything i don't i, I know mean, not I'm to the faker. extreme that some people are able to know like all i know is i'm a hufflepuff and that means i'm really like yeah we're both funny enough i was actually introduced to harry potter just this past year so i went my okay. whole childhood yeah. without ever watching it which partly wow. because my parents being that like you know they're the strict christian like which yeah. is bad type thing, but they let me watch the Chronicles of Narnia, so I really don't understand. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> almost the same thing. <laughs> but so 
you know, the first time I went to Universal before I went through all the Dagon Alley, I went through all this other stuff. I saw the dragon on top by like the bell tower or whatever, and it breathed fire, right. which I thought was really cool. But you know, and then I saw the films and I went back again. I was like, oh, okay, this makes more sense now. It's like I know what's going yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that must have been uh, really overwhelming yeah. going in there not knowing the stories. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot going on over there. I know. See, cool. I. I wasn't really as intimidated as when I saw the Hulk roller coaster. I was like, nah, I'm done. Really? I don't know. I'm not a roller coaster fan at all. I feel you. Same. I am not. They got this. They got some good ones over there. Yeah. I, I worked at both theme parks and I literally went on my first roller coaster the last year I worked at Disney and I was like, all right, I'm good. I hit my peak. I'm done. Um, I so may or may not have upchucked on one of the Harry Potter yeah. rides. Yeah. <laughs> Those rides where they have the screen and then you're flying around at the same time. That does it for me. And one time I just ate a whole bowl of spaghetti beforehand and that was and not a so good did idea. The, yeah. And so did the ride. <laughs> yeah. And so did everyone I was sitting next to it. They, they had a good, so, yeah. yeah, it was gross. Not a fan of Ryan. <laughs> no. So which but, one was the one you went on the last time at Disney? Oh, oh, I went on the the only roller coaster is a uh, uh, rock and roller coaster, which is one where Steven, what's Steven Tyler singing? Uh, for yeah, Universal like, Studios? No, 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 that's Disney at Hollywood Studios. Oh, because there's one at Universal Studios called uh, Rip Ride Rocket. Rip, Rip Ride Rocket, where he plays the music. Did you do that one at all? No, um, I didn't. He's not a rights person. That's right. Because it, it starts right. like this. So Mm-mm. the first ride I was ever on at Disney, they put me on Everest and I was done for the rest of the day. Oh, Everest no. is a good one. Mount Everest is like, it's like the new Hagrid's ride yeah. at Universal, which basically goes back. I've never been on it because no. I feel like I've been on that one a few times. I have yeah. not. Uh, but yeah, I, I did a I did a commercial for the Hagrid's poster, but I my my brother's like, you'll be fine. There's no loops. You got this. And so I went into the audition, didn't learn my lesson. I lied. I was like, I love rides, like not thinking I'd actually get it. And then I booked it and I was like, Frick, I actually have to go on it. And so I get on set. It's like maybe 10 p.m. It's an overnight. So 10 to like 7 a.m. Yeah, and they're night. like, so the goal today is to maybe write it 20 times. And I was like, 20 times. <laughs> and I don't know what was going on in like the atmosphere, but the ride kept shutting down. So I only went on it four times. But by then I was five drama mean in. I was like super <laughs> like loopy. I was like two max. Two is the most I can I last four. on a ride. I, yeah. So Either I went four. on four times and I had five drama mean in my system. Um yeah. I would have been so done. <laughs> I was no loopy. way, no way. <laughs> I don't even, I haven't even seen myself in the final product. Cause I was like, I probably look like I was dying. So <laughs> yeah, cause you look miserable. Yeah, I, They're like, yeah, just cut her out. So, yeah, no, but they need one of everybody. So, I mean, maybe they need that person that was sick on the rise for the background. That's maybe yeah, that's true. I don't, yeah, it was, <laughs> or if they're using like an example of like, don't go on the ride. If you're not good, it's basically like Everest, but after like the backdrop, it goes from one story down to the next, like yeah. literally the floor opens and brings you to another track. So it's like a mini tower of terror. And I was like, uh-uh, never again. It's a lot. I haven't on. been on it since. I'm like kind of scarred. <laughs> well, you wrote enough like times on- in one day for your whole life. So you're, you're, you're set. Good. Right. I did it. I conquered right. it. I'm done. You know what the red's about. Yeah. So the moral of the story is with when it came to golf, which I got the sport right, I think this time. When it came yeah, to golf uh, and when it came to this, did you learn that now you can't lie about things? That it's like, okay, if, they, if we show up for a set, we're either going to have to play it we're going to have to ride it. We're going to have to do whatever. Yes. Right. Yeah. You got to do your research. You got to know what you're getting yourself into. Well, always. always know what Don't lie. Yeah. Um, but that's our job, though. We're actors. I'm I know. Like, what did you expect? It's like you got to find that fine line. I was acting like I knew what I was doing. And look where it got you. The <laughs> roller coaster. True. Yeah. But I mean, I mean yeah. you got paid. I got paid. Yeah. Okay. So you're OK. So you're still alive. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically. Oh my gosh. So I'm gonna ask you guys about Game Night because that's a film that you guys were both in. Is that a oh short film God. or a feature film, by the way? Oh, it's a, it's short a short film. film. Okay. That my oldest brother actually made. Yeah, and it was very impromptu, wasn't it? It was like an improv day. The lines were all improvised. Well, well a lot of them. Yeah, we filmed it in her house. Yeah. Uh, her brother was shooting it. And it was at night, right? It was at and night. The lighting was really good in it. it was um, we can send you the link afterwards it if you want. It's a fun little short. It's a fun little short film, but <laughs> yeah, we Comedic. yeah, we're basically playing chess, and then well, we're very we're very competitive. Yeah. <laughs> and very, my brother was like, "Let's make a short film about that." So like, we just did a little short about 
being competitive. How competitive are and, was, and going to the extremes for it. Yeah. yeah. So it's like pretty silly content. Yeah. But yeah. It's like dark humor. Yeah. Pretty dark humor. No, I appreciated that, by the way. <laughs> I, I I love the, uh, which I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but the the elbow scene, obviously, is what oh, yeah. I saw from both your reels. And that was just hysterical, by the way. Great, great writing. Was that improv? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. We actually, like we knew that where we were going to try to go with or no, it, we were there kind was of coming no up script. with it on the spot. Yeah. yeah. And then we were like, oh, does yeah, this line sound? How does this line yeah. sound? But we are, we do improv. Like that is, yeah. Like, ironically, now that's what we mostly do. A lot of the time we do improv and yeah, we were in classes a lot together. Yeah. She's still doing a program right now. Yeah. Um, but it's been really helpful for us and for auditions. Yeah. Uh, especially with commercial auditions, a lot of times they do ask you to improvise or like, and make just me laugh. or like yeah, or just talk about uh you know something, something you like silly. or or uh, pretend that you're doing this or that. Um, it's helped a lot and gave us that confidence, mm-hmm. you know. And it helps in uh film and TV stuff too because it it allows you to think outside of the box a little bit, which is nice yeah. and I think important. Was game night, was that the first time you guys actually met or have you guys known each other for longer? Known each other longer. We were already dating then. Yeah. Um, we met on the commercial for you. Right. For a celebration yeah. point. Point, yes. It was at the University of Florida. Uh, with Dan Florida. Mullen, Dan the, Mullen. The coach. And I was a waitress and he was a student. Yes. I yes. had the opportunity to talk to Dan Mullen, but I wasn't that into like college sports. And so I, I guess I didn't understand the gravity of it because I had some friends who were at UF. And they're like, oh, my gosh, that's so cool. And I'm like, he seems like a nice guy. (laughs) But I don't think he's their coach anymore. We weren't playing a couple. I was just I was supposed to just fist bump um, Dan Mullen. Yeah. It's a funny little scene because he he's like, you always got to give 100 percent. And then he gives me the check. Yeah, he changed the lines a little bit. But he he gives me the check and he's like, always give 100 percent as if I'm about to pay the bill. hundred percent. Yeah. But yeah. And then. We added each. Oh, I added you on Facebook, and then mm-hmm. um, he worked on a short film that my oldest brother was doing called Dad, um, and you were like an extra in that. And then yeah. I did a play at the Doctor Phillips Center, and then you came to that, and then we did Game Night. So we, we've done yeah, somewhere in between somewhere all, in that. all of that. We did Game Night, and then we've also done our own stuff that we've made together. Right, we've made um, a few short films ourselves. Uh, Forty eight. 48 hour film festival that was for the russo brothers you know the if you know them they did the avengers Avengers. yeah Yeah, they they did a 48 hour and we joined that and it was a lot of fun yeah yeah it was fun though um but the one that we spent the most time on was our film strangers and we've submitted that to festivals and got it selected and quite a few yeah um even in Italy, like there's one in Italy so that got, you, know, you got nominated for an actress. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, that was um, fun. But that it's it's a really cool experience, and it's the tough part about doing this is sometimes it feels like nothing's happening, like you're in limbo, and so uh, in order to kind of avoid fe- just feeling depressed all the time, like one thing to do is just to try make to be creative own. and make your yeah. own stuff, and so that's what we tried to do. And that's as what we did. We, can, yeah. and we actually got to screen it in front of a lot of our family yeah. and friends and in a, an actual movie theater, which was cool. Which is cool, yeah. But we're just trying to stay stay working busy. and stay busy, yeah. you know. If we're not working, we're making our own work. Right. Yeah. Just trying so, to work. And in a day and age where, you know, you see commercials that are sh- that says shot on the iPhone or like everybody can have these different technologies in the palm of their hand, basically. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's good that it's it's opens up the creative field to a lot of different people. And right. yeah. the whole idea of being creative, whether it's a TikTok that you spend like 10 minutes making a 10 second video, I don't know. That's that's beyond me. These TikTokers get too professional. Like they're just, I can't do half the things. They do all these transitions. I'm over here like good. I can't, I don't even feel like as a filmmaker, I do as well transitions when you plan <laughs> everything out and they're over here like they head bob and all of a sudden they show up as like a whole different person. The that's what she does. The cosplay, that's what she does. Oh, now, I can't. I, I am sick of looking at Spider-Man cosplayers. I'm oh. just <laughs> there's too many. We need to euthanize some of them. I'm just. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, there's a whole lot of cosplayers out there. That's there for sure. But we it's know so crazy. Amount. Yeah, like we know quite a few. I know some that like make them. There, like when Ryan the Last Dragon, which is a new Disney um, movie, came out last year, I got um, asked by Disney to like make a little TikTok or whatever and like some content, and a couple of my friends 
uh, who are like really amazing cosplayers, like hand sewn the costume, like to a T. Um, and then I, I got all of these like random like comments in an article that was like, Monica, this cosplayer. And I was like, I did not make any of this. <laughs> I cannot do Trying to give you that. the credit. I was for, like, not I. Sure. But yeah, they're so good. I'm like, how right. I could not imagine. Like, I get like, yeah, people are so talented to be able to make. Yeah. suits as identical as, and, yeah. as or as authentic as yeah it's crazy if not but better yeah, tiktoks are insane like the amount of just she's the tiktok star over here oh, if you want to no. talk about tiktok she knows she knows about the transitions and stuff like that i just she's do gonna... them for fun they're like just fun outlet for me but but yeah like just being creative uh yeah i've always i've lived online my whole life so yeah like yeah i have not i <laughs> i've been a little different i've uh always kind of grown up with them and, and been taught about the mentality to just kind of, you know, keep be, per- be personal, yeah. keep it to yourself. Private, um, yeah. yeah. Be private. Like the, I've always I'm had a so privacy not. growing up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, his parents just... are in the military, so that makes sense. Yeah. They're my parents were in the air force and they, um, I don't know. It's just a different mentality. Yeah. And so I'm learning to get a little better with social media over time, still learning. Um, I'm trying to post things that I'm proud of and I'm trying to post stuff about us and things that just make me happy, you know? Um, and I, I enjoy it. Um, it's a whole world it's, it's a, a lot yeah but I, I was never into reading the comments and stuff like that I did I, I did. try to I don't anymore <laughs> make sure that you the don't worst get place you could actually check is the comment section just don't even so yeah. don't even go there like I right. had some some videos that were on that um got on BuzzFeed and I, uh, I bad idea don't read the comments another lesson um so I don't do that anymore yeah <laughs> it's just not worth it so not worth it unless it's like i mean obviously buzzfeed is just like or like any reddit kind of forum don't do that um <laughs> i don't know but if it's like on an account that's like filled with a lot of people that are very passionate and just kind then like i'm like okay i'll check that that's like nice. i i think it's Im- it's important to hear people's opinions sometimes whenever you're tr- that are constructive and if it's helping you improve, but whenever it's just like it deteriorates you. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think, I think you just need to know where to draw the line yeah, because true. sometimes it can just be too much, you know, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure, you know, from, yeah. from trying to do all this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, and one of the, one of the big things too, is I want to go back to TikTok for just a small little time because I think yeah, it's important yeah. too. Because like, whether it's in the film industry or not, you know, I'm, I always w- was one of those people that's like, you know, it'd be cool. GoPro came out with these 360 cameras that you could film like everything at 360. I was like, you know, how cool would it be to have a VR 360 like horror film? Like, I'm like, like, I would, I would invest in that because that'd be so cool. Like you can also you yeah. can change what you look at and like different perspectives, but like, that's something about being a trendsetter on TikTok. Mm-hmm. It feels like people follow the trend more than start the trend, but there has to be somebody that starts it. How yeah. do you, uh, Monica, so I'm going to yeah. talk to Monica real quick, Monica, yeah. how do you set a new trend and try not to follow a trend? So everything it's like, um, music, there will never be an original idea. Like every chord, every, like, you know, I play guitar in the ukulele and there's no song that was inspired by nothing. Like it was, everything is inspired by something. So even with trends, they last like what a day. And, and they, and they're all inspired by something. So like transitions, like there's variations of transitions. So like, if I see a cool transition, I'm like, Oh, I it would be cool if I did it this way, or if I, if I did it that way. And, and so there's so many things that are inspired by something. So there's literally yeah. nothing that is, I guess, 100% unique. Well, back to film really yeah. quick, like Tarantino, he does that all the time. Like yeah. his, his films are so inspired by older Everything. films. Like a lot of people do side by sides on Instagram. It's cool mm-hmm. to see yeah. like how similar the shots are. Yeah. And it's and, because an art imitates like, like reality and everything, yeah. but like, even with like yeah, film, a lot of like shots and scenes are inspired by paintings or by, you know, like the same thing with TikTok as small or whatever. It's a, just a different world. But yeah, a lot of the humor in TikTok was inspired by Vine and Vine from like Funny or Die. You know? yeah. So it's like everything is just kind of like a just a roll, rolling, continuously inspiring another generation of comedy or art. And it's ever changing. Yeah. These trends last like so so short so yeah <laughs> it's just so just you got to really be on it to like understand everything until something gets super big like a meme like a like a well, sound it, just, it whatever. reminds me of like i don't know back in high school whenever the dances like like yeah, d- the dances the would come out like the dougie or the wop 
or like i don't know one of the classic dances that, or, or that you like remember Soulja Boy or whatever. Yeah, yeah they were so popular and you never really think about the lifespan of it yeah. but if you tried to do any of that now like it would Gangnam just be kind of funny or, looking right? yeah everything just lasts so well same far, with yeah. same with anything like like fashion too yeah i mean it just goes in like a 180 now like 80s just cl- like styles coming back or whatever oh yeah so I just keep my clothes until it gets fashionable. <laughs> Eventually, twenty back. years it'll come back. So just keep it right. Exactly. <laughs> my mom, one of my mom's like pants, like bell bottom pants, and her shirt has been with her for like thirty five years, and she's like, "Oh, it's back in style. Cool." And I'm like, "I'll take that." <laughs> and when you start talking about buying and stuff like that and all these trends, I'm over here like, "Oh my goodness!" The Harlem Shake popped in my head. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or planking, like remember that when that was that was very weird. When everyone was just planking in the street or like planking on a car, it's just all these weird. Trends. It's cool whenever it brings communities, it brings people, people together. together. Yeah. Um, whenever it has a good effect on the world, but whenever I I don't like the. I wasn't ever a fan of like those pranking videos. Like I know how addicting they can be to watch. And I love, uh, I love like, sorry, but I love when people like satirically make fun of it. Oh yeah. Like yeah, yeah. SNL just like Kyle Mooney just makes fun of what's his name? Um, the guy who gives away Teslas, uh, David Dobrik. Um, oh. like just like a fake satirical like, hey man, like let's do a prank. It's just it's so funny. Um, but yeah, those videos. Yeah, everything is inspired by something. So I'm like, there's right. no original trend, really, like at its core. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so getting staying on the trend setting, because like, how does that go into your improv then? Because I'm sure when you do improv and comedy, you got to be yourself. But at the same time, do you ever like, is there somebody in your head the whole time? Like, you know, I like the way, like, say, Kevin Hart says this or Will Ferrell does this. Like, are you trying to imitate, like, not imitate, like, as in, like, replicate, but imitate trying to, like, build upon what you've seen? Like, and how do you keep it, like, yourself and genuine? Well, with the nice thing about improv is that you can make any character. Um, and so, I mean, for me, I like doing accents, like, different, like, I yeah. pretend to be British or Southern or whatever. I don't think I've ever tried to be a another character, person, though, Like a human being. Or do it like another actor. Yeah, no, I've never I think it. I've growing up watching movies and shows and all this stuff, all these influences that have had an influence on my life. Um, like, like Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey type of characters, like Conan or Conan. Yeah. People that I admire, like I might, there might be influences in there, but no like direct, like, Oh, Oh, I'm 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 doing a Jim Carrey now. Like, like, cause you you do have to find your own voice. Yeah. At the end of the day, you have to do it your own way or else it's just going to look like, all right, the, this we've seen this before, yeah. you know? Like just, you're, in improv, you're not really supposed to think too much either. You're just supposed to have fun and, and just, just escape do. into that scene or whatever you're doing yeah. and just do it in yeah. a way that's Yeah, and a new. lot of the time it's like responding or reacting with an emotion. So like whatever that sounds like, however I sound like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I guess that's just the most important thing I've ever heard and I'm gonna react this way. Um, so yeah, it's really not a lot of thinking but just like being in the moment. So yeah, I've never actually acted like any other or improvises any other actor or person really. Yeah. We don't do impressions too much. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> not no impressions. And I would be, awful I love doing them. voices. <laughs> I definitely want to do voice over. Yeah, voices and get into are that, fun. But, but yeah. As far as impressions and stuff. That, uh, I, yeah. Are... I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> Maybe an impression of like a reality star or something. Yeah. Like on, a, like a love, dating, island. love island love the you like the reality yeah. shows it's just fun to like watch people <laughs> as i air quote i'm like kind of like they're being real people it's, yeah scripts here and yeah. there <laughs> now, i mean i just think it's interesting well, i don't mean like ripping somebody off with comedy i'm saying like i've listened to comedians talk to other comedians before like whether it's be on like the joe rogan podcast or something there's they're talking about like you know i like the way that somebody delivers like a dialogue line or like you know the yeah. punchline so like they take away like different things from that which you know you can relate to taking away whether it's like tarantino with film it's like you like what mm-hmm. he does like stylistically but you want to make it your own you look at jj like the lens flares when they some of them aren't, aren't needed you look at michael bay with like his explosions yeah. which some of them aren't needed but it happens <laughs> um and make their own style so i was just curious when it came to improv um i saw on your instagram talk about instagram stalking uh, i saw that you were actually at a, a, a comedy slash improv club so that was pretty cool. Is that something you do pretty frequently though? Uh, so SAC, they have this um, development program. So it's kind of like, I guess in a way, like an apprenticeship to be like a new ensemble member. So I do shows every other Thursday. 
um, which is fun with two of like the main uh, professional ensemble members. And it's a lot of fun. It's where Wayne Brady went to school um, and learned how to improvise. And a lot of very famous comedians started off in improv, like Will Ferrell, Melissa McCarthy. If you've heard of the Groundlings before. Or the Groundlings is over in LA. And then that's the famous improv. Second City studio. in Chicago, yeah. UCB, uh, Iowa, all of these amazing improv places that have taught so many hilarious and amazing actors and yeah. comedians. And it shows how important it is. Yeah. And it just, it's just a really freeing type of comedy because there are no rules, but there are also like foundational rules that you understand and you learn from going and going to classes and, and improvising. Um, but just, you know, having fun. But yeah, I guess there are some things that I, I mean, like approach to certain scenes are inspired by some people that I watch, uh, mostly people like in the ensemble that I watch here. Um, I wish there was more videos of people doing improv that I could watch online, but we do watch Middle Edition Swartz, which is on Netflix. Oh yeah, if you haven't seen that, that's definitely a good one to watch. Yeah, which is sure. like a long form type of improv, which right. is short form, which is like short games and stuff. And we watch The Groundlings, which is like a bunch of short form that connects into one long form hmm. insanity. But uh, yeah, I guess like approaching, some people are really dry when they do improv or like really like not move, like they barely move. I'm very physical. I'm a very physical type of person and actor. So I guess that's just how I am. And yeah. I take little bits and some physical things that I see other people do, um, like I'm, actions yeah. that help me feel less nervous when I'm on stage. I'm very similar in that sense, like with the physicality yeah. and, and using my voice or in our bodies. Like, too. yeah, yeah. It's, like I was talking about Jim Carrey earlier. Like he, he has that similar kind of very physical comedic ability about him and and I've always loved watching that I grew up on his movies and stuff Mm -hmm. and so um that will come out in some of the stuff that I I do along with uh, other influences whatever they may be and you don't even realize that you grow up watching these things and then it just kind of comes out (laughs) like subliminally yeah you know it gets ingrained in your brain (laughs) a lot of people view um improv as comedy but Mm -hmm you know good actors can improvise whether it's emotional scenes or not so getting back to the film strangers a little bit which i want to talk to you guys about monica the scene that you sent me with strangers is dealing with an emotional situation mm-hmm. um how much of that like where you dig in and find for the sadness for the tears like do you do you think of a situation i know people that come on they're like method actors i was talking to uh, joshua right the other day and I don't know if you know Josh Wright, but he's friends with Chase as well. Um, it's one of these situations where he's like, yeah, method acting. He's like, I just I just got to dig down deep in this character. I got to think of some emotional moments in my life to, per, to portray on screen. Do you find yourself doing that or is it more natural for you to dive in? Uh, so, I mean, uh, most acting teachers t- tend to like not want you to do that. And and for me, I I don't I don't look at like my own personal traumas. Um, and I don't method act per se, but I feel like every character that you do kind of stays with you in some way. But for me, like in that moment, I was just really believing I was that character and it was in that situation, really feeling that creating like a backstory of why she does feel this way. Why, why is she in that moment? Or why does that, you know, um, put you in that emotional state and you can kind of relate it to whatever personal things that you go through that can have some connection to it. But yeah. And it also has a lot to do with the, the directing too. Like whenever I was acting, Tyler would direct me when he was acting, I would direct him. Um, but yeah, he like helped me just like let go of, you know, the need or want to cry because at the end of the day, you're trying not to cry when you do cry in reality. Like when, when I do cry in real life, I'm trying not to cry. So, um, so that that was and that's kind of what happened in that situation i was trying not to cry as that character which made me cry more and um yeah and it's really just like letting go and and trusting that whatever you're saying will spark that emotion if you really do feel it so yeah that's just for me it wasn't always as easy to cry and it's still a challenge that i'm working on um because my whole life growing up i was kind of told not to um and it and it's like you don't want to do it around anyone um if it if it happens it's going to be like in a your face in a pillow uh, like alone and away from everybody um 
but I had to also cry in that same movie at one point. And um, it, it, it's hard to get there, you know, like, because you, if you're getting in your head, then that can block you. Mm-hmm. And um, one thing that I'm trying to work on is just trying to, to let go and escape into that world. And, and you were talking about earlier, you're asking about like using personal experiences and whatnot. And I know, a lot of people who do that, but sometimes like if you're using, let's say you had a dog that passed away, like, like I actually had a dog that passed away (laughs) on my birthday, on my 20th birthday. 21st, right? 20th. The 20th? (laughs) (laughs) And that was obviously really sad. Um, I have a close relationship with my dogs, but if I tried to use that every (laughs) single time for a crying scene, after a while, I'm just going to get Annoyed at desensitized that. Okay. Or, or whatever you want to call it just like it won't have that same effect as it did the first few times and, and so over time it, it just it becomes more challenging to use that same kind of thing and, and you only have like you know after a while like i'm you know are you gonna run out of all these sad things or do you just have a bunch of sad? i don't know <laughs> but for me i i kind of go with the same way that monica was Make talking believe. about yeah where it's like you use the empathy that you have to try to understand where the character is coming from and understand why they would be crying, why they, if they are the type of person who would be crying, yeah. but, but really find finding that empathy yeah. to, to understand. And the more we do it, the more we learn um, yeah. how to approach certain characters and situations. And you're always learning. Always. Yeah. We're in classes right now. Yeah. You're doing uh, um, book room tape. Book room yeah. tape. You're doing an acting class and you're doing uh, improv, improv right now. Yeah. I'm doing acting and I'm trying to stand up. So that's, that's fun. But yeah, yeah, like we're just trying to stay working. One thing that Matt Damon has said before in an interview um, is work begets work. I don't know if you've heard that term before that. Phrase. I haven't, but I like it. Yeah. So basically how I took that was like, if you continue to just try to work and you find work, whether it's not, not for a lot of money or if, or if, or if it's just things that you're passionate about and you're working, mm-hmm. you're going to attract more work into your life. Just, just naturally, just, just the way the world works, you know? And that's since we've been practicing that it's been working for us. Yeah. Work has come. So it's nice. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and that's the goal. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to do this eventually full time to where this is all we do, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the goal. <laughs> no. And I like that too, because if for people that are listening, that are, here just to listen to the entertainment aspect to listen to two improvers tonight or actors or commercial stars or golf players um <laughs> you got but, it down now yeah. i'm not gonna forget now that um, That's okay. <laughs> but for people out there listening um to this you know the the biggest thing you could tell them and i tell all my buddies that want to get into this field is put out content you know i got somebody that wants to start podcasting i was like well then do it he's like but you know, he doesn't have the format down. He doesn't know what he wants to say right away. I'm over here like, okay, keep saying it then. Like put it out till you find your rhythm because you're not helping yourself by putting no content out. You know, right. so there always needs to be something. And I think that's, I think work begots work. If I got that correct. Work begets, yes. Begets. begets. I guess yeah. I did put that in past tense when it should have been, in, I don't know. Um, hey, that's <laughs> that okay. When it comes to it, I mean, Yes, I understand that. But I also think that there's an aspect where as long as you're putting stuff out, I mean, the idea that you're relevant in society, you know, is kind of the idea there as well. And also, it doesn't have to be good. Like, and I know that's a fear and that we still like have that in our mind, like, oh, what if, because that's, that's the, that's what prevents people and what, what prevented me from not doing stuff earlier on is like, I just don't want it to be bad. But you honestly, like you everyone, learn. every single creator started somewhere and, and you just got to throw crap at the wall and, yeah. and see what sticks. But you have to you have to be willing to just yeah. try and try and try. And eventually it will work yeah. out and you'll have that experience compared to someone who's like, oh, I want to get it right on the first try. You learn you'll have that more experience. from your failures, yeah. I'd say, than your successes because your successes are just like fun, like search, like do- dopamine, you know, you're like feeling great. But um. Yeah, I feel like in our, like my, at least for speaking for myself, whenever I get a no, I, I'm like, oh, I, whatever I learned from that, I can take to my next audition. And, you know, Jenna Fisher says like, you're always one no away from your yes. So 
you have to, you learn stuff from your, your failures. I learn a lot from them, like bad auditions or bad videos that I make or whatever. And but in, and if you just really know that you'll enjoy doing it, mm-hmm. then why not just do it? And even at the smallest scale, like as you're talking about a podcast, like even if you can record something on your phone or you can like record it with whatever you have, like we, we all pretty much a lot of us, most of us have cell phones mm-hmm. and we can record on there or or what we do with our phones. They have such nice cameras now. Like we filmed our 48 hour film on, wi- on the cell phone. And so, yeah, that was. I bad. don't know, like it's so easy and I do this. I do this a lot, too. It's, it's so easy to make excuses. But, you know, there's YouTube is such a beautiful thing. <laughs> And if you like research as much as humanly possible on YouTube and then actually make an action plan to, to just start something, even, even if it's at the smallest scale, like what were we, were we talking about? Like, like I I've been trying to make a plan uh, lately just to try to work out more. And it's like, <laughs> even if I'm working out for 15 minutes, like, At least you did it. like it doesn't have to be three hours a day is, and I'm not trying to be the rock, but, <laughs> but 15 minutes, I know I can do that. Yeah. you know, and that it's is doable. Exactly. And start small and then you work your way up. Mm-hmm. And my advice to everybody is I kind of, my brain's wrapped around, I have a mindset that I call it the 50, 50 mindset when no matter mm-hmm. what I put out, whether it's podcast, whether it's short film, whether it's a skit, 50% of the audience is going to love it. 50% yeah. is going to hate it. You know? And like the worst thing you could do, like we talked about this comment section. I just, you know, I try to ignore those if I can. Right. Um, but as the other part too, is not only when you go in with the mindset of 50, 50, you got to go in with the mindset of, are you happy with the work you put out? You know, when I look at a podcast, I mean, I could listen, of course, when I edit, I listen to about 5,000 times already. It's like films. Whenever you're editing a film, you listen to about 5,000 times and you're sick of it. But like, (laughs) I can go back and I could listen to my podcast and I love listening to like the conversations and like, especially with podcasting, I wish I would ask people different things to looking back at it. It's like, man, I should have capitalized on this, what they said. I should have capitalized mm-hmm. on this. But at the end of the day, I love it. And I'm doing it for myself. I'm doing it for the people on the other side. So like you two tonight, you know, and that's, that's the main goal. It's like, whether or not the yeah. world hates it or loves it, it doesn't matter. It's a, it's all what right. you hate or, love, or I, what you love. I love that so much. I love that so much because I think that's so important too, because at the end of the day, why we do all of this is because we love it. Right. Like, that's the reason why we're doing this in the first place. We're not doing it because we have to. We definitely don't have to do this. And if <laughs> if we did, you know, I don't know. It just we do it because we love it. And and we have to remind ourselves of that. Even whenever we hear the no's, like, no, you didn't get the job. No, you didn't get the job over and over again. Um, we, we do this for a reason. And and we have goals that we have for ourselves. We have our vision boards. We're, we're set up we're setting ourselves out to achieve success, but we have to continually remind ourselves, like we're doing it because we love it. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important. Like you said. So I want to recap strangers. Now you guys, that's something that both of your projects, correct? Like that's, that's yeah. something that you both made coming together. And you said that it's going to film festivals, correct? Yeah, yeah it, it was yeah, able, yeah. we were able to submit it to, we did a run a film festival run um, and it got selected to a lot. Maybe like, Definitely in the Central, Central Florida Film Festival, Orlando Film Festival. Yeah, yeah. and um, the one in Italy, then the Golden Shorts. I want to say at least six or seven we got selected in, which is cool. Yeah, at least. I mean, it was, yeah. it was a good amount. And then there were several that didn't, Quite a few. which is okay. <laughs> but the so, fact that we got selected is really cool. Take us through the process of putting this all together, though. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, I saw this. I, a friend of mine tagged me in this um, film festival. Um to make a short film and so we did uh and i crowdfunded on tiktok and we got our our budget in a day from tiktok which was crazy um we yeah we made it was our goal is like 2500 and we got it in a day from tiktok which is insane um and we got over that and we made two short films from that money um that we made but i think we were both in a place where we were just like we just want to make something and we felt inspired to write a story that um, had both of us just acting and, and doing roles that we, we wanted really to wanted to do on yeah. screen. And so we started coming up with different ideas and like um, we weren't necessarily with each other in, 
in scenes most no, of the time. No, yeah, most none of our scenes no, are together. Because we a lot of the stuff that we do, we're together. And yeah. so we needed something that was, Direct, that was not together, yeah, but we're, we're still in the together. same movie. So yeah. we're like, how do we do that? And so, and Strangers was like kind of a way to do that. And our commercials, we have a lot of commercials together. We oh, yeah. thankfully get booked together a lot, but it we so, prefer to be together. Well, we but whenever that's no the real. only like like on our reels, like if it was only her and I, then people would be like, all right, we need to see a new face yeah. apart, like across from you. Um, but yeah, it was just a very collaborative experience. And we, we, wrote yeah, it we both wrote it. We both directed it. We're yeah. both like you, you're mostly doing the editing. That was a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we had a cinematographer there. Mm -hmm. uh, we had two, two cinematographers and Chase helped. Out Chase too, helped yeah. out on that one, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was just a lot. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a fun experience because we, you know, it was, you know, peak COVID. So we had to like really make sure that everyone was like safe and it was a, a big learning experience for right. us, but it was so much fun. And I had my friends, well, our friends who are actors, um, be, be in it. I had my family in it. The guy in my scene was my brother, um, who's actually gay in real life. So, I mean, that probably helped him cry easier. <laughs> but um a lot of crying in that yeah movie. a lot of crying but it was just it was a fun fun short film and a fun experience to do together and yeah. um learning a lot as actors by being behind the camera for sure right well I mean that's something that I studied too at UCF and so being able to apply that to something at that scale is really cool because mm -hmm. it's a 15 minute film and that's and that's a uh, you know, how many pages do you think we shot each time? Like how many days? If we shot it in two and a half, two and a half days. And then we had one, just a three and a half because we had one extra day. So yeah, three yeah. days. I don't know. But, but then we had to go back because, gosh, yeah, the we, sound. The and, sound was not the best. So we ADR'd everything. We literally had to re-record every single everything. line. So we brought people into the house and had them, you know, match now, the lips and all that fun stuff it's and that was sound is so important there's yes. so many moving parts to movies and and that's my sister-in-law who's a composer composed it yeah. um and my oldest brother helped me edit out edit it um, and then you and your brother did an original song yeah we did the song and the credits it was just a long long experience and we literally submitted it on the deadline of that film festival and then we sent it out to many others and yeah really really cool experience we would i'll do it again Maybe not yet. We've been busy lately, which is good. <laughs> it was good. This has been the best year so far yet. Yes. 2022 has been really busy for us. But we will definitely continue. Like whenever we have the time, we'll make more things. Yeah. Um, Maybe skits. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> Maybe more Aud comedy. No crying. Audio will be the death of me. Oh, my yes. God. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's there's nice microphones for like put on the DSLR cameras. There's boom mics. Yeah. But it doesn't matter what the environment is. Something could go wrong. I've already been in a building shooting and halfway through a long take, an AC unit pops on. You're just like, right. all right, guys. It's the worst. <laughs> it's the worst, isn't yeah. it? I just did an acoustic because I, I do a lot with a, uh, um, it's a festival. It's called Briggs Fest. And so on their YouTube, they're, they're hiring me to kind of start up. They, they, they do a whole bunch of like different musical stuff each year. Like they have a big festival that they've been doing for 25 years, but they want a videographer to come in and it's called a little office session right now where we're bringing in musicians that play for concerts for them. And they're coming into like this little studio. It looks like a cabin and we're setting up all these mics and cameras for this acoustic set for these artists. So it's like, a, it's like a, uh, artist gets something technically for free because obviously they get paid to be on set. Uh, for like the concert but like it helps promote Briggs it also helps promote them so it's nice but even filming that the other day we got like halfway through a song and outside the cabin a bird just started pecking on the window I'm like you gotta be kidding me like, and most no. of these artists you only get like one take or so and then they're done it's like you know what yeah. I'm saying because they're not a time constraint so it's just over here like all right oh my God. <laughs> so I feel that Nerd. so yeah. crying obviously takes you know a lot emotional um i i lost my wording excuse me You're crying obviously takes a lot of emotional uh act oh my goodness i can't even think where my mind's going <laughs> i apologize all right it's late no, it's good fine. i was going to make the comparison crying on one end and then death on the other because tyler and a soldier's blessing um mm. i i do want to talk about that because i for what i know from chase and chase working on his new film 
He sent me shot lists, which is like 25 pages long. He sent me detailed stuff. Like I understand he's into like the history when he sets a time base. I don't know where yeah. I think his next film is going to be like a 40s, 50s. So like 1940s, 1950s set. I think so. Um, so I know he he cares about the nitty gritty detail to the point where like as a filmmaker myself, sometimes I overlook little things like wardrobe and stuff like that for time period pieces. But like he's right. strict in there. How strict was he for you knowing World War II uh, for your soldier's blessing? I think the most important thing for my character was was not his knowledge of the time period, but more so his uh, relationship to, you know, the woman that I had, like the, uh, um, what was it? the photo that I had of like my my wife in the movie and then um, my relationship to this other soldier that was helping me and assisting me. And then my relationship to God and all of that stuff put together, uh, you know, rather than knowing about the, the time period, because we, we all kind of knew that and that stuff would have come into play uh, through the directors and the editing um, point of view. Uh, but for me, it was just about focusing on who I was as a person, um, what my duty was and how I was feeling in that moment. And, and that's what I just really tried to express the best I could. Okay. But, but yeah, I, I uh, also was going to say um, one thing that really enticed me about that, that short film was the opportunity because, because he originally wanted me to read for the other character for Christian's character. Um, and I asked if I could read for, for uh the one i did and um i had never done anything like that before and i and I, I saw it as a challenge i saw it as an opportunity to really uh test my abilities and and, and i think uh, and i'm really glad that i did it i'm really grateful that uh chase was able to cast me and um that we were able to make something really beautiful uh, that was a really good experience and i'm really glad that i got to do that and I know Chase, I pick on Chase all the time because I'm the type of director that like, as soon as we get done shooting and I go into the dailies and edit, I'll send out little edits or screen grabs to the actors because that's my motivation oh. towards them. But I know he doesn't really let anybody see the work. Uh, so when was the first time you saw? Was it that was it at the premiere? Did you go to the premiere or was it like later on down the road? Yeah, he was like that. He, he was. I, I think he might have maybe sent a screenshot something i had to do adr so i did have to go in and see some stuff through that um but then we had a screening for the first time at full sale and with his family there uh and monaco's there too and in that in a really nice full sale theater and that was a really good experience that that was the first time i officially saw it and I, and i think um and that was just I was blown away at how well they did. I, it was really cool to see the music and everything come together. I was really proud of them. Mm -hmm. You guys are the first technical couple I've ever had on my show. So I'm going to ask you both three That's questions. Like good news to me. Hopefully it's going to make or break. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. so as always, ladies are going to go first, Monica. So I'm going to ask, who is Tyler's favorite actor? Ryan Gosling. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I've made it very clear. <laughs> more like a celebrity crush to be more specific. <laughs> the man, my man, man crush. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love Ryan Gosling. Yeah, that's the right yeah. answer. <laughs> I mean, Hugh Jackman's my man crush. I mean, you can't beat the Wolfie. That's my mom's. My mom is obsessed with him. She's like, if you have to work with anybody, it must. Be I know. Jackman, She's like, so. you know, literally, if you can work with anybody, she wants it to be Hugh, Hugh Jackman. Jackman. I'm like, I got you, mom. One day. I mean, the dude's ripped, and then he can also sing in The Greatest Showman. I'm just over here like, geez. Right. Brilliant, man. No one else can play Wolverine like he did either. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see what happens in some of this new Marvel stuff. We'll see. So, Tyler, who is Monica's favorite actor or actress? I feel like you change it all the time. This is true. I feel like you change it. Um, who would it be now? Right now? No, oh wait. I think I, I, I'll give right you an now? answer. I, I think you like Zendaya. You oh, said, I you do. said Zendaya. That's fair, yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure you yeah. said that. But right now, I'm like a really big, I'm like really in like Jessica Chastain moment right okay, now. Okay, so it changes or all Julie the time. <laughs> 
like you, or or maybe Lupita but you definitely Nyong'o, you like, definitely were Zendaya in a Zendaya phase and I love Zendaya so yeah yeah, yeah. she's up there <laughs> Tyler there the go. answer is you're always wrong okay so Monica what is Tyler's favorite movie La La Land with Ryan Gosling <laughs> I keep it real simple man I keep it real simple well Tyler you know what I'm gonna ask so I know I have quite a lot. I'm I don't this I've never been thing. a person of favorites. Like I don't even yeah. have a favorite color. Like I literally have well, two colors on my well, yeah. yellow is the always was always a go-to. Like when we would ask, yellow would be her favorite color. I don't know if you were gonna ask that next. No, nope, yellow. Nope. I had a simple one to end it. So but <laughs> okay. Um favorite but movie of all time. Of all time. Oh, if we're including animated movies, yes. the Incredibles. Correct. The Incredibles is her favorite movie. <laughs> yes, that's true. What do you think of The Incredibles 2, by the way? Just thought I'd ask. I love it. I'm like, I love it. Pixar can... I don't remember it too much. I am a slave. I will be a slave to capitalism for Pixar. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Take my money, for sure. Yeah, I I loved it. It was great. I loved the first one, obviously, childhood, but the second one was cute, too. Yeah, the music... Oh. yeah i love we, movies with good we music. just um watched the early screening of turning red um pixar yeah. um, so we got to watch that early yesterday amazing so, good. so yeah that's my so plug good. watch turning red everybody. yeah <laughs> <laughs> pixar's so newest movie coming out march 11th well you're on it <laughs> and we also just we watched the batman today that was awesome nice Long don't movie. spoil it i'm going this weekend but don't spoil yeah, it. Was yeah. it, it, it was really I, good I though was it dark knight vibes or um it was its it was its own vibes. I wouldn't try to think about the other movies too much. I would just try to allow this movie to have its own experience. It was really good yeah. music, um, the sound, the cinematography. Uh, the cinematography, the acting was I, really good. I can't spoil it because I fell asleep for the first hour, but I did watch the second <laughs> half, and it was amazing. It was great. She falls asleep in every movie. So I do. Okay. I'll watch it again. <laughs> but Colin Farrell, I believe he's that's the actor who's playing the Penguin. You amazing. can't even tell that it's him. You can't even tell brilliant like with the prosthetics and everything i, I so heard good. his voice in the end and i was like is that Colin?" <laughs> he's like yeah that was really good but yeah, yeah what was the last question oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right so it was going to be favorite food to eat while like at a cinema or like watching a movie or what's a- oh, tyler's favorite um either gummies or a hot dog <laughs> or both those are good answers <laughs> but you know the kind of gummies what kind of gummies? I don't even know if I have a specific. You don't have a specific. You I do like gummy worms, but the purple ones or whatever. Yeah, 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 you gotta be specific <laughs> about it. Like the trolleys. Yes. It's like the purple and blue. And yeah. yeah. Um, Monica, she really likes to get a few different things. She'll she'll like to get nachos sometimes, or she'll like to get um, the mozzarella sticks at AMC. She'll also like if, to get. If I'm allowed. I'll get ice cream. Yeah. She is a sucker for ice cream. <laughs> Favorite food in general is ice cream. <laughs> like that is nutrition facts, none. But it's great. <laughs> yeah. Ice cream is always the go-to mm-hmm. all day, every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So upcoming work, upcoming projects. Uh, you just want to talk a little bit about what you guys have coming up in the future. Yeah, uh, well, well, coming out. You're not allowed seen... to say your thing. Um, well, I think I can talk about sh- that in a minute. No, you signed an NDA, sir. It's no, I not that. For which thing? The show? <laughs> yeah. You did. No, I did it. Oh, never mind then. But um, I am all well, for breaking news on this channel. That is fine. <laughs> <laughs> break news. But uh, well, perfect. one thing that we did together, so we'll just do that so you don't get in trouble and kicked out of the show. Um <laughs> we did uh the Star Wars Galactic Hotel commercial. Yeah, um, that that so oh, we got awesome. to see the yeah, so yeah, and yes, we saw like Star Wars poster pictures, which was really cool on Instagram, which was really neat. Right. And, um, and seeing it like, and I think we're supposed to have like our own little, little vignette, segment or yeah, something. In the, the commercial. So yeah, we're excited about that. I don't know when it comes out, but it comes out soon. We did a Outback thing together. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even eat meat, but yeah, I, I did an Outback Steakhouse commercial. Um, I was like, do I have to eat it? It's like, no, just pretend like no one ever eats in commercials. So I was like, cool. But that was our first SAG job together, which, yeah, was which was cool. Um, I have a well, what did I do last month? <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, I did a tropical smoothie commercial. You've been busy. This has been wow. Yeah, it's been um, fun. And then I I got on a Apple TV Plus thing. Show, yeah. Which I don't know whenever it's going to come out, but, but it's going to come out. I have a very yeah. small part in it, but it's recurring, and it's it'll and be it's exciting. The same creator as um, 
Ted Lasso. Yes, so Bill cool. Lawrence, who uh, created Ted Lasso. He also created this, this show, show so um, starring Vince Vaughn. And yeah, it'll be coming out on Apple TV Plus eventually. eventually. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. Monica, Tyler, where can people find you at social media wise? Any, every, any and every social media. It's Monica Joel. Monica, then J-O-E-L-L-E-O. Monica Joel O. For me, I stick mostly to Instagram if you want to find me on there. Um, I post when I can or whenever I'm, I, I want to. And it's Tyler Peachy. That's P-I-C-C-H-I. Yeah. The most active is Instagram for me. And then TikTok. Yeah. Instagram's if, fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Follow her on TikTok. She has a bunch of fun stuff on there just a bunch of random things um, <laughs> there's literally no no nothing that's specific about it no acting no singing nothing it's just <laughs> but it's you it's, it's your me. personality yeah yeah then instagram i'm like i want to make it look a little bit more professional <laughs> put my headshot on there yeah but yeah yeah monica Ortiz, <laughs> tyler peachy everybody thank you guys for joining me thank you thank so much you, Tony. Donnie.